0: guys welcome to the hero academy podcast the place where you can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes people such as nurses firemen ems police officers and military are all heroes without capes. i don't care about politics only positivity and purpose i only care about those that have chosen to serve our society i believe in collaboration over competition here you'll learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their purpose. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing, things that you could do to make some extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast, each week you'll learn from people like you that were working full-time but still found the time to create a course grow a big team, create a coaching program, a large audience, or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories, and how they overcame their burnout that they were facing. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. Carpe diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. I'm your host and coach, Super Dave. Let's go. All right. So I have my brother Nader from across the... Across the pond, across the across the uh, the short river, uh, I'm from New York. Everybody knows. And as soon as you said hello, I heard the uh, I heard I, I guessed it right away. Jersey, yeah, yeah, Jersey, born, yeah. born and I, raised.
1: Uh, no, actually, born in uh, Egypt. Uh, I came in uh, 2002. Okay, um, and uh, you know, didn't know any English at all. Wow. I, uh yeah, zero English. I mean, I, I mean the amount of bullying that I got in middle school I he mean, if I was a weak kid, forget it, bro. I would have probably killed myself. And even you know, that's not something to laugh about, but still.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, but you, you know,
1: mean. yeah, I uh you know, I persevered and uh went to college. Um, you know, it's always been a a dream of mine to, you know, either, you know, be a cop or you know, go to the federal level. Uh, luckily for me, I, uh, you know, I became a cop. I, uh, you know, I was a cop in Bloomfield for five, six years. Uh, then, uh, I transferred to my current department and, uh, you know, here I am now.
0: How many years total
1: on the job? Uh, 10 years. Uh, so, you know, not that I'm counting or anything, but I got 15 left. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so it's 25.
0: So, uh, retirement, the earliest you retire in Jersey is 25 years.
1: Yeah. So 25 years. So I'm considered tier three. So uh, to get the 65%, I have to do uh, 30 years. Okay. But uh, uh, You know, I could still retire after 25, but I only get
0: 60%. I must be tier two because I had the 20 year retirement.
1: Yeah. So you were a cop in New York city?
0: Uh, only for five months. And then oh. I, uh, and then I was able to leave their academy and went into my current department, uh, so it's been 25 years total now.
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. so you probably, yeah, you're, you must have been definitely tier two then. Yeah, 1998. Yeah, that, I think that, honestly, that might be even tier one. I don't, th-
0: I, I really don't know, I don't think it's tier one, I think hmm. I might have come on just after that tier, but... Uh, I know that I have 20 years, and uh, I know I could leave at any point. So it's a it's a really really good feeling.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I could see the relaxation on your face, man. You know, <laughs> enjoy it.
0: Yeah. So I asked uh, the last name Sarah Bamoun. Yes. Uh, it sounds French to me. Yeah. There's no French connection. <laughs>
1: My wife laughs because I say the story. My, my grandfather cheated on, uh, on my grandmother, I guess, was a maid and she was French. But no, I have no French in me at all.
0: <laughs> so the name yeah. has no, the na- I'm, I'm really good with like origins of names. Yeah. So the name has no, no French origin. Yeah. It's just Done. a straight up Egyptian. Are there yeah. other Sarabamons in Egypt?
1: No, not that I know of. And it's a very, it's, it's, it's a very uh, uncommon name.
0: Uh, You know, I mean, which is not good when you're in law enforcement. (laughs) No,
1: no, because, you know, when you when you try to search the officers, you know, the the asshole officers that give you a ticket. The first thing that pops up is me. I mean, not many out there. So,
0: yeah, I was going to say I I looked up my last name. There's only like 13 and it might be in in the US. It might be in New York. I think there was like there was one other person with the same exact name, maybe two or three. Okay. But like in all of the US there's only thirteen total yeah. with my same name. So I'm yeah. pretty easy to look up too.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, I I am definitely gonna sign up for that. I'm I'm not sure you're familiar with the Daniels Law that was recently passed, I wanna say maybe last year or
0: no, no, tell me uh,
1: about So what happened in uh, you know, I, I don't know if you remember the federal judge uh that her son got killed um, in front of her house. And, uh, you know, I guess I forgot she had a a, a high profile case or whatever, and maybe one of her, you know, one of her cases that she uh, presided over uh, maybe, I don't know what the end result was. I
0: think it might've been, was she one of the Epstein judges? Yes, 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 yes. yes. I really
1: didn't want to, you know, I I tried to very, you know, narrow. I don't want to mention, you know, high profile names or whatever. So, yeah, I think that was it. And uh, her son ended up, you know, gunned down and passed away. And, um, you know, I think they realized that probably because they searched her and uh, they figured out where she lived and everything. So uh, then they ended up, New Jersey ended up passing a law where, um, you know, law enforcement, judges, prosecutors, uh, correction officers, uh, any law enforcement related uh, professions, they, you know, they could go online, they give their info and they, uh, you know, I think it takes like a couple of weeks or whatever. And they, you know, they delete all your personal info for you and your family too.
0: Oh, wow, That's really good.
1: Yeah. So is uh, that only,
0: is that only New Jersey or is that other States? I want to say
1: only New Jersey because okay. the case uh, happened in New Jersey.
0: Yeah.
1: I think she, yeah, she, uh, I think yeah, I think the the son got killed in New Jersey. So I think Murphy passed that law. I want to say maybe a year ago, mm. maybe two years ago or something like that.
0: Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. that sounds. Uh, that's something I would take advantage of. I know that you yeah. can pay services to do it as well. Yes, um, but because of the podcast, I'm kind of a public figure now, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of want my name out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, no, of course, of course.
0: And and I'm getting closer to the end, so it's not as of. A big deal for me when i was in uniform and in patrol i would have paid for that in a heartbeat
1: yeah definitely definitely it's very uh i mean and now i mean they they're you know they passed um that licensing now that we have for law enforcement they uh in new jersey they want us to you know to be licensed starting january of next year yeah, so, so many changes
0: so yeah, many
1: yeah yeah bro i mean i i don't i really don't know how the people that are coming on now I mean, that's why I I feel like I was actually talking to my, one of my coworkers, and uh, they're, they're you know all the departments across the state they're having such a hard time you know finding uh, finding recruitment is way yeah.
0: down everywhere. It's down, bro. It's down. Um, at one point, for my job, it's uh, one of the highest paid departments in the country. Okay, and at one point. They would get, like, 35,000, 40,000 Crazy amount mm-hmm. of applicants. Exactly. This year, I heard it was down to, like, 7 to 12.
1: Yeah. it's. I mean, I'm telling you. And not only, you know, they're having a hard time on that side, but then the ones who do apply – I mean, I heard, you know, horror stories are coming in in shorts, Jordans and, you know, earrings on. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I remember when I went, you know, and 10 years ago seems like it's a lifetime, but really it's not that far back. Uh, But I remember every time I went to the department, whether to hand in a resume or to hand in a memo or to hand in any piece of paper involving the employment, I was always going suit. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Every time I got to go in there, I got to wear a suit. But that's, you know, that's. What you needed to do. That's what it was. That's what it is. That's how it
0: should be. And um, yeah, I see some of the candidates today and I I see them with like long hair and like, you know, braids. And I'm like, bro, you need to cut that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know about that. I guess that's the quality you're going to end up getting. Because the ones that you know, the good ones, they don't, you know, not even the good ones, but the ones that really want it, now they see what's happening and they're like, oh no, no, I'm okay, thank you. You know, your department
0: has uh, body cams.
1: Yes. And you had
0: how long have you had them?
1: They just rolled it out. I want to say, end of 2021. Okay. Yeah, but I had it. I had it in Bloomfield before I transferred. I had it probably like two, three years before I transferred. So you
0: you were used to it. It was nothing. Yeah,
1: I was yeah. used to it. And when I, when I transferred to my current department, we didn't have body cameras. And they really didn't care about the mic packs at the time. So, um, you know, it was like, uh, you know, if you forget it, you forget it. If you don't, uh, whatever, at least you have it. So, you know, I reverted back to my, you know, my old ways prior to having body cameras in bloomfield but then when we got the body cameras in my current department i was like oh you know i got to be careful what you say but really though i mean um with all the stuff that's going on i'm super for it um yeah. you know because it
0: it, it does it does yes. help the officer on the street uh, yes. to protect themselves a lot yes. more yes um it it makes it a little harder to be proactive yes you know so uh, you have to be a little bit more reactive to things. Yes.
1: yes. And,
0: right? yes. right? So absolutely. Um, it makes it a little harder to be proactive. Like the things that you could have done to be proactive, like yes. just regular street encounters, yes. asking a guy what their name is. Exactly. Um, it just makes, and, and searching vehicles, it, it, yes. makes it makes it hard. You have to be technical down to the letter of the law.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: you know that it's going to be, reviewed um, after the fact, you know, and like That's, everybody's going to be Monday morning quarterbacking you is thinking. Absolutely. Thinking, uh, I,
1: yeah. It's, it's, it's just, uh, you know, um, like you said, it, it makes you be a lot more reactive than proactive where obviously as opposed to back when we didn't have any of the stuff, not that we were doing anything wrong.
0: Right. But, but you could be more proactive and not exactly. have to worry about somebody coming after you
1: yes because you know that you know what you know it's your word against the the, the other person or you know you could you know a little leeway whatever but now nine
0: and 99 percent of the cops out there are doing the right thing yes and they're Absolutely. being you know they're being good cops and yes. and people don't realize hey you need you need those guys that are proactive out there you need yes. them
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, um, they, you know, it's, it's just, it's a shame, but honestly, like, you know, given, uh, the history, uh, the recent history of our profession and how far it's taken a a, a turn, uh, I'm, I'm super, uh, pro to body cameras. Uh, you know, I feel like, um, as long as you know what you can and can't do, and listen, it, you're gonna do a lot more work with body cameras as opposed to, you know, whether uh you, you know, you have verbal judo, you maybe you skip doing a report prior to having a body camera. Now, you know, if you go on a domestic violence call, you know, and she tells you, Oh, he smacked me up and I got pain here, done, finished. Now you're gonna to have to take this, you know, yep. where be- but the general public don't realize that part.
0: Yep. They
1: don't realize. That now our hands are handcuffed and whatever people say, now it's recorded and now we're going to have to, you know, do what we have to do because I'm not risking my job or my career for, you know, for you or your boyfriend or your spouse or significant other or whatever. So, uh, So in that term, if you know what you're doing, if you know the laws... You know, if you read up on on current case laws and all the attorney general guidelines, rules and procedures, department policies and procedures, uh, you know, I'm for it. I'm definitely yeah, for I, it.
0: I'm for it. Also, I think it makes officers more professional. Yes, um, I'm glad I didn't have to wear it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, it definitely takes a lot getting used to it. But like I yeah. said, it's 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 a huge plus.
0: Well, just um, the changes that I've seen over the last twenty years in in my department is been with marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, so once they took that away, you can't, you can't search a vehicle for marijuana anymore. Done. The legal is right. It, it, Don't. uh, you're not searching for, for drugs and weapons and in, in cars, stops anymore. You're no. just, you no. know, anything that's in plain view is good to go. But other than that, it's just like, you're, you're done at this yeah. point.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 um, that's why I'm like, you know, when, when I hear departments have narcotics and yes, you know, I mean, now paraphernalia, you can't even charge them for paraphernalia anymore. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're giving everything back to the people where, you know, it's, I want to say, I mean, how far are we going to take this? You know, I mean, well, I
0: believe, I believe the pendulum will swing. So only so far uh, to the point where people become frustrated with, groups of people going into stores and just taking whatever they want yeah whenever they want on a yeah. regular basis yeah. you know and people stealing catalytic converters left and left, right
1: left and right Motor and, and then and, left, and, then, and right. then
0: we do we do our job we actually catch them and they get released that same day to go out and do it again but that that that's
1: not day. see the public and that's not on realize. us
0: that's, that's the, not on us
1: case in point um I just had a baby, so I was out on FMLA for four weeks. But prior to going out, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, prior to going out, uh, we have this habitual panhandler shoplifter. I mean, when I say habitual, I mean, bro, I want to say we have Kate mountains of cases on this guy. Yep. And, you know, th- one of the stores, uh, it was, you know, it's not like a mom and pop store. It's like a, a big name store. And the, uh, the general manager was getting frustrated with me, and he's like, "Bro, you guys are not doing your job." I'm like, "Listen, bro, I'm like, you don't understand. We're locking this guy up. We're putting him on the, you know, trespassing list. We're, you know, arresting him. We're fingerprinting him. We're, you know, making the CCH stronger so he could, you know, so maybe the judge could put him away. But they don't want him. They release him. What's every-
0: uh, what's CCH? What is that?"
1: Uh, that's the criminal, uh, uh, criminal history of the okay. individual. So whenever, okay. you know, in New Jersey, whenever you fingerprint somebody, it, it you know, it starts keeping the, like uh, the, the, the CCH. Yep. So every time you fingerprint of a crime, uh, it automatically links him to like, it's like a file with your criminal history. Okay. And, Great. you know, you print it out now, obviously, you know, pri you know. If if you don't fingerprint him and you want to know his criminal history, because you're trying to you know you're trying to see if it's a warrant or a summons or whatever the case is, uh, you look his name up, social date of birth, uh, aliases, all that stuff, and uh, it tells you what his criminal history is. Uh, you know, when when he's gotten arrested, what the sentencing was, if it got dismissed, if it got, you know, if it found guilty, not guilty, uh, whether it's, you know, a year imprisonment or fines, community services, uh, PTI, all that stuff. So we're, we're trying to do our job and help this guy, you know, the, the, the manager of the store. But, oh, they they don't. The jail don't want him. They don't want, like when he goes and sees the, the judge in jail. They they release him. Yep. And he knows this. He knows. Yep, Unfortunately, know. he knows. Yep. <laughs> so what, what do you want us to do? I mean, I could only do. But then, but then, God forbid, if we miss a piece of paper, oh, we're we're cooked. Oh, it's your fault. You you get written up. Meanwhile, the guy is you know on the street, just you know panhandling and harassing customers in and out of the store.
0: And there seems to never be any kind of ramifications for the courts for releasing never. These people, never. but. God forbid he goes and kills someone. And it's like, well, what were the police doing? Exactly. Well, we arrested him 150 times.
1: Well, <laughs> insanity. I mean, another case in point, it seems like you're hitting it on the head. I know a story uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, um, obviously without mentioning a department, but uh, a coworker of mine or a friend of mine works in a in a uh, ex-police department. And they had this known EDP. He always... Barricades himself. Uh, either he threatens that he's going to kill himself. He has a gun. He has a knife. Whatever. And every time they have to make entry, it's a couple of you know the whole shift pretty much was barricades. You know they try to talk him down, this that whatever, and they transport him to the hospital. You know, and it's like not a, a voluntary transport. Obviously, yeah. this is like an invol transport where yep. you you know you're going in, and we're mandating you pretty much to see psych. And, um, but we find out that a couple days later he gets released last time he got released, which was recent, uh, once again, had a knife to his throat, Said, down, I'm going to kill myself. That's it. I'm done. The whole shift go in. They make entry to the door. They talk to him for like 30, 40 minutes. They, you know, trying to talk him down, talk him down, talk him down. Finally, I mean, how, you know, at what point, when you're in a confined area in a small apartment in an apartment building where kids going up and down, you're afraid to let, you know, you're afraid to give too much time where this guy either charges on one of the officers or somehow gets away from you and walks down when God forbid, there's a kid walking, he grabs a kid and he stabs a kid. You know what I'm saying? These are split second decisions, but they finally ended up like figuring out like, um, you know a leeway when he like took down the knife a little bit from his throat they got a clear shot and they tased him bro the taser didn't work (sighs) and and he went and he like you know uh stuck the knife to his throat and they ended up you know going in took the knife from him they clotted him they you know called ems ems was already on scene you know two of the officers they got like they got destroyed in their hand. One got three stitches. One got like ten stitches in his hand, and um, and I was saying, I was like, bro, where where is the 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 hospital? Where is the hospital? Then they're gonna say if if you know he obviously didn't kill himself. He ended up surviving, and he called, he called the department. I want to say a couple of days later, uh, you know, from the hospital, saying that he wanted to apologize, but like, but bro, like it's not about apology, man. Like this, the mother of the son she has to get a, uh, an attorney that files for is institutioni- institutionalizing to put him in a in uh, an institution yeah, for yeah. you know what i'm saying because you can't they, you know they can't, can't be You the can't
0: they can't be on the street and we no. definitely, we have a huge mental health crisis across the entire country where yeah. you have you have all of these mental hospitals that have closed mm-hmm. and you just have these people with mental health issues out there Yes. walking around yes uh, freely doing drugs freely yes. and they have psych issues and yes. they're just causing and there's nothing to be done with them no medication. you
1: can't, you can't put them
0: is. you can't put them in jail because you know they have mental issues and yes. then the hospitals they check them out for a while and then they have to they have to release them after a certain amount of time too they can't hold them indefinitely
1: no but th- so that's what i'm saying i mean I feel like ever since COVID, there has been a massive spike in yes. uh, in mental health crisis yes. in this country, and 100%. it's 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 uh, it, you know it sucks because it ends up falling once again on law enforcement. Yep. But once again, I say, where are like you said, the courts have no ramification when we you know when we transport all these you know, uh, uh, suspects or defendants for all these crimes that they do and they end up getting released on them. Where is the ramification for the hospital staff? Where?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh,
1: Nobody seems to answer that question. But then, you know, politics aside, we're always to blame. And it sucks because we're out here. Like you said, 99% of this profession are all good cops.
0: Yep, they're doing the right thing.
1: You know, back in the day, can't stay the same. But it seems like, you know, it seems like, you know, those people are little by little, they're phasing out because they realize where the profession has gone. And, um, you know, if that's how they were raised back in the day in the 80s, and 90s, they realize they're like, oh, no, I can't survive in this field. I need to take me, my pension.
0: Let me ask you this. You ever been down to uh, D.C. Uh, for Police Week? Yes, Yes. When I was in Bloomfield, I went there. Yes. Um, You know, there's a lot of Egyptians in in D.C. for some reason. Really? Yeah. A lot of Egyptians and a lot of uh, Ethiopians and Nigerians.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: In in Washington, D.C., for some reason, I don't know why. It's just a large population of people. Have you ever run across anybody that?
1: No. I mean, I like do They
0: speak in Egypt, Uh, Arabic. Arabic, so okay. there
1: is different dialects of Arabic, yes. you know. So, so if you're from Syria, it's a different dialect of Arabic. If you're from Lebanon, different dialect. Uh, Iraqi, different dialect. Uh, Iranian, they speak Farsi, so that's not us. Turkish, different uh, language, that's not us. Um,
0: Were you in the military at all?
1: No. And
0: no. Um, what, are you still in patrol? Or are you in? Yeah, the, like,
1: unfortunately,
0: okay. all right, I'm all right. forever gonna stay how big is your department is it a small department like less than yeah, it's less about than a couple hundred
1: yeah definitely less than a couple about 45
0: 50 guys oh you're in a really small department yeah, I, yeah.
1: I, you know it's crazy because i went from 145 to 45 well, Yeah, to make the decision is beyond me but that's you
0: amazing. know 50% of the um agencies around the country have less than a dozen people really more than yeah i didn't know that because you know, we're around these really large departments like Newark. Yes. Has a really large department. New York City has a really large department. Oh. Uh, you it know, it's the biggest, like the biggest, and biggest in the world. It's insane.
1: Yeah. NYPD is like a whole army themselves. Yeah.
0: They are an army larger than some standing armies in the world. Yes. I mean, that's so. Yeah. You can't compare anything else to them. But yeah, most departments around the nation, more, greater than 50%, have less than a dozen dozen guys
1: i didn't know that that's another thing too i mean you know i don't know how people are gonna feel about this but i uh when i took a uh college for obviously a criminal justice major in william patterson and uh, i remember one of the courses that i took the professor he said that we have too many layers in between like too many federal agencies Too many state agencies, too many, uh, uh, even municipalities. So you have like a tiny bit of a a, a town or a borough. uh, They have their own police department, like 10 guys. Why, why you, I don't know what to say. Why you have a department with 10 guys? Like they should merge. And maybe if like they're in a rural area or something, you should get like a county uh, thing, like a regional thing and just, you know what I'm saying? We have too many like in between layers in some, between.
0: Some departments do that, and they merge with the sheriff's department. Yeah. Uh, some some actually do that, and they have the sheriff's department take over. Um, you know, yeah. Where we live, it's uh, it's it's different. The dynamic because yeah. we have so we have so many people in 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 our areas that uh, like I, I'm on Long Island, so between the two counties there's 5 million people and that's not counting the five boroughs you know it's yes. a, it's a very densely populated area
1: yeah
0: Are, you haven't been to long island before no
1: no never oh, been okay
0: all right but you know where it is cuz yeah right, you know, obviously yeah yeah, yeah. but right but it's the-
1: it's yeah it's it's just it's just crazy i mean you know has the sheriff just you know what i'm saying if you if 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 the county falls and there's a lot of like rural towns like let 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 all these departments that have like 10, 20 guys, let them merge with the sheriff and you know what? Make a massive like patrol division and the sheriff and let them, you know, go out and everybody, let's say, get a section or or get a like a district or something. Before you know we like.
0: started uh, filming, you were talking about how you hate that question. You ever shot anybody?
1: Oh, that's bro. I, I told my wife I was at a family party uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh you know the people that were hosting the party uh they had you know friends over from california egyptians and uh he he you know i guess somehow they found out i was a police officer
0: someone someone whispers it right
1: (laughs) yes that's why my wife is like how did he know you were a police officer i'm like babe, i have no idea i try not to tell people i'm a police officer you know but i guess i guess the homeowner the, the the host of the party must have mentioned or something and uh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, have you, so have you shot anybody? I'm like, what the, I'm like, bro, I'm like, first of all, I don't wake up in the morning. And I say, hmm, let me wonder who I'm going to shoot today. Nobody wakes up in this profession, say I'm lo- looking forward, going to work, looking forward to shoot somebody. First of all, that's a very inappropriate question. I feel like.
0: Yeah. I'm going to put that out there to uh, people who are not law enforcement and just say, yeah. That is a very inappropriate question. And it's also a question you don't ask anyone in the military if they've served overseas. No. You know, say, like, hey, have you shot and killed anyone? Did you kill anyone when you were on, on duty, you know, on tour? Yeah, like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, that. Um, I'm not even sure if you. they did, even if they yeah. did, it's the last thing they want to talk about.
1: Like, I don't want to talk about this. I mean, you know, I, I had, obviously, I've had a very close call once in Bloomfield and, Bro, I'm still like you. Almost feel like you're still traumatic from it. But like you know, I was shaken up after. You did know, you ever go
0: happened. talk to? Did you ever go talk to anyone professional? No, no. You know, just you should. You should think about it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Even you know, though, even though it's it's kind of long in the past. Yeah, uh, it's still a good thing to do. I tell everyone. Yeah. Um. You know, your mental health. It, it's like going to the gym. and at first you might be a little bit closed off but if you find someone that's good that's like a good listener yeah Um, when I was going through personal situation I went and spoke to a guy for a couple of months and uh, at first like I could barely talk to him but then it got better and better so I tell everyone like if you've been through anything or if you're going through anything
1: yeah
0: uh, seek out some professional help and just like have some conversations it it actually is very very useful
1: yeah Uh, this is the first time by the way this is the first time i do something like this and i remember when you when you messaged me i was like "Hmm." i was like nobody really asked me that question before i was like oh that's something i think i'll be interested to uh you know i like obviously i like talking about this career i like talking about you know
0: um, uh great career
1: yeah listen um as as stressful as it is as um heavily uh criticized it is um as a a massive turn it has taken and i can't say it's for the better but it's still at the end of the day it's still a good career you are still at the end of the day you're out there uh you're helping people uh you're seeing people at their worst you're seeing people at their best uh you're bedside to somebody who's saying given their last breath um yep. you bring people back to life whether you narcan them or cpr them um there's a lot of good and a lot of bad but um when you do a lot of good that day you go home and you know what i had a good day yes there was some uh you know excuse my french there was some shitty calls and a lot of paperwork involved and you're you know the administration coming down, hammering you for every missing piece of paper that you missed. And you're like, oh, they forgot where they came from. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, all right, you know what? I made a difference today, even if it's a tiny bit, but still made a difference.
0: Do you have any advice for people that are considering, uh, you know, the, the career?
1: So obviously, after I said how good the career is, I can't say, oh, I can't you know, say, oh, no, don't do it. Become a fireman instead like
0: everybody else. Um, hey, firemen, yeah. they they experience some uh, post-traumatic stress yes. also. But Definitely. that is a phenomenal job.
1: <laughs> that is what I mean. You're getting paid to sleep. And I, I once again, I'm not talking bad about firemen. But um, it is a good career. But um, my advice, honestly, and I, I, you know, recently I've been telling my wife this. Um if I could write a letter to my younger self, probably say, "Do your homework about um,
0: which departments do you. Which department?: careers? Yeah.
1: Do your homework, uh, ask around. Um, and my biggest advice is, if you want to do this career, go to a prosecutor's office." Mm. That's um, uh, why,
0: why do you say to go to a prosecutor's office?
1: <sighs> I mean. I feel like, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm biased because I've been in patrol for 10 years and I've always wanted to go there. I don't know. But I feel like, you know, you do patrol long enough. You feel like, you know, it's time to it's time to take the next step. And, you know, uh, the cases that they deal with are just, you know, the amount of experience they get, the learning, the tools they have. uh, It's. You feel like you almost feel like all right, maybe they're helping more people. Would you like to be an investigator? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, um, like I said, you know, you know, me being fluent in Arabic and, you know. Um,
0: yeah. If you're I was thinking if your department was a little larger, uh, that maybe you could work for like Homeland Security. Yeah. Um, you,
1: you, I thought about that. I mean, I applied to the FBI. Um you know, but it, I mean, the age is up there. I'm getting up there in age. And uh I no feel like- No more academies.
0: No more academies for you. Nah, I'm done,
1: man. <laughs> I'm done with the academy. I mean, you know, I thought about the state police, but that's another academy. And, and yep. if it's in Jersey, I mean, you're you're dorming there. I got two kids now. So it's like, you know, I feel a little wrong leaving my wife five days a week. You know, I yeah. feel like at, at this point, the next move, I think it got to be like, you know if i was to ever do it or you know i've got to be the prosecutor's office and and that's it if not then you know patrol is where i'll be and listen it's not a bad place um you know just you know it almost gets monotonous every day you're there you know you're answering calls you want to like, I was, want to, like I was on patrol i
0: was on patrol for 17 years bro so yeah bro
1: so you know the feeling i'm not once you know i'm not talking bad about patrol and i'm not saying that people who you know their whole careers were in patrol is bad. I'm not saying that you you know everybody just got different goals in life, and they got different you know um different dreams they wanna aspire to do and um you know this is just mine but but like I said, my advice is you know do your homework on the department uh look at the bigger picture, look at everything. money is not everything um you know, look at the people you're working with, uh look at the bosses, look at the chief. Those I guys worry, all. Man. Those guys
0: all change, though.
1: Yeah, that that changes. But like, especially once you know, they
0: reach that level, they're only there for a few years maximum. You're gonna outlast all your chiefs anyway. <laughs> Mine
1: don't change, man. <laughs> Listen, a great advice though. Uh, I just recently uh, heard it. Um, chiefs don't last. Your career does. Yes. So um, that's another advice for younger ones. Uh your career will last by your chief will not last
0: yeah no they, they I, i've been through a bunch of chiefs I, uh makes some,
1: you hate your life man <laughs> Life miserable dude
0: my department has like uh 2,500 people in it so it's Boom. a pretty, yeah it's a big it's a big department so
1: yeah uh, you're hiding
0: so you don't really deal with them on yeah. that level so much uh you it's more sergeants and lieutenants that are yeah you know the foot soldiers that are on the ground, and you know you might deal with a couple of captains or inspectors here and there, but other than that you're not really you're not really dealing with the chiefs that no. often no. Uh, We have really good people in our administration right now, like really, really solid human beings that you can talk to on a human level yeah, so uh you know we're very very lucky in that way uh What do you plan on doing next like are you uh you're going to go back to school. You're going to study for boss. You're going to write a book. What, what are you doing next?
1: So I recently took the promotion test. Um, uh, I'm number five right now. Nice. Yeah. No promotions yet. The list is good. It's tell.
0: five. Five's got to be a good spot, even though.
1: It is, it is, it's, um, it is a good spot. Like how many do they hire?
0: How many do they hire at a time at a clip? Is it like maybe it's 10 people, 10, 12 people?
1: No. So 18 guys, well, 18 guys and girls took the test. Okay. Um, So I'm number five out of 18. Um, That's good. Yeah. This list, if, you know, if the town ordinance for sergeants uh, remain the same, he could really go down to like six, seven. Okay. Okay. Um, Will he... Keep the town ordinance, or will he take away sergeant spots? Mm. As it stands, he's taking away sergeant spots, which is not right. But you know, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, this the list is good till twenty twenty five, so
0: okay. I still got some time. Yeah, um, yeah. If they make a couple, if they make a yeah. couple every year, you could, you
1: be know, on you, you yeah. yeah, you, you know, I would like to be a boss. Honestly, yeah. I feel like. You know, uh, I'm somebody that's not going to forget where they came from. You know, uh, I put in a lot of work and time studying. So um that if that falls through, I don't know. I mean, I, I've always wanted to be an attorney and go back to law school. That's another that's a, option.
0: That's a hard route. I know uh, a lot of yeah. attorneys. I know yeah. a lot of attorneys and a lot of them. uh you know, after they get their degree, they wanna start a business or they want to they wanna do something else other than yeah. law. Yeah,
1: but so it's, it's I, just I a know. it's
0: a hard route to go, especially while working full time.
1: Yes. Um yeah, it's 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 you know, I mean law school is not easy to begin with, and now you know you couple that with a wife and two kids, and, you know, you're working 12 hours a day. Uh, you know, you're switching overnight and day. I was going to
0: ask, what are your shifts? Are they 12-hour uh, uh, tours?
1: Yeah, so we're 12-hour tours. We're uh,
0: six months, six months on one tour? Hours, four weeks. So four weeks,
1: four weeks uh, 6 a.m. to 1,800 hours, which is uh, okay. 6 p.m. Yep. And then nice. the other four weeks, you're 1,800 to yep. 0, 0,600 so it switches every four weeks. So you're like, you know, by like, you know, I pretty much don't get used to nights anymore. Uh, and it yeah. seems like once I got to 30 years old, I feel like I'm just like, you know, and yeah, guys are saying, Oh, wait till you're 40. Wait till you're 50. You know, no, but I'm, this, tired.
0: I'm tired now.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. This career, you know, you, you're kind of like adding 10 years on to whatever age you are.
0: Yep. So, um,
1: so we'll see, man, I, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. I'm kinda like you know playing it by ears, I'm kinda you know putting feelers out there, and whatever whatever is meant to be, it'll be, I think
0: okay, all right, that's cool yeah. um, I really appreciate you coming on nader it's uh it's an honor to
1: yes, thank you, bro, well,
0: you know it's an honor to talk to a guy that's still doing the job, and yeah. like a lot of times I talk to retired guys, I talk to chiefs. I talk to people at all different levels. You know, I talk to chiefs, I talk to POs, uh, I talk to nurses and firemen. Mm. So mm. I, I talk to people at all different levels of mm. of the job. And you know, your perspective. Yeah, you, you have any uh, family stories that you tell the family? Like, what's the craziest or wildest thing that you can remember seeing on patrol?
1: I mean, bro, I, I've seen it. I mean, you know, I went to. uh, you, you you do this job long enough, man and and the stories just they they intertwine with each other. One of the best stories though uh, feel good story at least uh-huh. that um, I had when I was back in Bloomfield um, so obviously I, I went to Bloomfield middle and high and uh, um, you know, Once I became a cop, you start seeing all your friends or the people you've seen or you grew up with in high school, middle school. You see them on the street and now all of a sudden they took a turn to the worse and they either become addicted to heroin or, you know, drugs and, you know, their life takes a bad turn or whatever. Um, I went to uh, a call at the local Dunkin' Donut. Somebody uh, locked himself in the bathroom and, you know, uh, they're doing heroin. So I get there knock on the door and you obviously hear the toilet flush so you know what's happening they're they're throwing the drugs down the toilet so open the door you know and uh i see this guy that i went to high school with he was a couple years older than me but uh i see him and i'm like i couldn't believe it i honestly i mean you 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 never want to wish that on anybody really i mean you know that you know addict. Uh, you know, drug addiction is a real thing. is It's another you know epidemic that we have in this country, just like mental uh, health crisis. Yep. Um, and I, I was, I was shocked, shocked. Yeah. I mean, I was taken back, but I was like, you know, back where, you know, that's I want to say like maybe six, seven years ago. You know, obviously paraphernalia wasn't legal yet, and you know, so we we ended up locking him up because he had, you know, he had a couple baggies on him. We'll call it. We'll call him Mike. Yeah, we'll call him Mike. So we locked him up. And, uh, you know, obviously, I was arresting officer. And when I was fingerprinting him, I was like, you know, I got to talk to this guy, man. Like, I, I, I literally like, almost like I took my uniform off and I had like civilian clothes and I was talking to him. I was like, Mike, I was like, what's what's going on man like what happened like you were good you were in high school you were a baseball player you were almost an all-star like uh you know i i almost looked up to you you know i wanted to be a a famous soccer player uh i was too lazy to run so like i i you know i looked up to you i was like what happened and whatever he's like oh you know and like he was talking to me while you know doing that heroin nod that dope nod and i felt so bad man and I was like, listen, man, you know, why don't you go to Florida? Like, you know, you hear all these successful stories that people, you know, uh, drug addicts, they go to Florida. Uh, the, I feel like the most important thing for drug addicts, if they want to get clean, they have got to leave their environment.
0: They got to leave the environment. You got to change. You have got
1: to leave what you know and you have to go to what you don't know. Because I feel like if you let's say if you go down South Jersey to get clean or, you know, to get help and psych and, you know, uh, to get committed there to get help, you're eventually you're going to come back because it's 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 a couple hour distance, you know, you're you're it's not like, you know you it's not like you're going to an airplane, you're going to the airport, getting a buying an airplane ticket, getting an airplane, check in, check out. You're just getting in a car and you're going the parkway and you're right back to where, you know, what puts you under to begin with. Yes. So I was like, listen, why don't you go to Florida? I heard great things, this, that, whatever. And uh, I, I haven't seen him since. And a couple of years later, or maybe I want to say like a year later, I see him on Facebook. And I add him, I friend request him and I message him and I said, bro, you look clean. Like you look good. Like what's going on? And then he reached me back and he was like, oh, thank you so much. That day, you know, you, you know, it kind of, what you, whatever you told me, it resonated. And, and, you know, he ended up going to Florida, like I said, you know, and then he went to Texas after, I think he has like a sneaker business now. And um uh, that is and, a good you know, story yeah it's 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 honestly one of like my feel good stories and you know every time I go to you know whether in my current department or I see somebody you know with drug addiction, their parents, whenever they oh do you know what we should do? I tell them I said, take your son and go to Florida and you know, because they gotta leave the unknown, they gotta leave the known and go to the unknown, and that's that's what's gonna help them.
0: Did you ever read The Alchemist? No. Uh If you have Audible from Amazon, get get the audio book or or get the book. Uh, It's by Paulo Coelho. Okay. It takes place in Portugal or Spain. I think it's Portugal. And the kid takes an adventure. uh, He goes to Africa and then he ends up going back home. But it's a really, really good book. It's one of my favorite books. It's called The Alchemist. Okay. All right. So either get it on Audible or get it get the actual paperback and uh, you, you'll see what I mean based on the story that you just told me.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's a, it's a really, really good story. Yes. You got all it. Right. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Bro. It's uh it's been an honor to talk to yes. you. Thank I you, man. I want you. I want you to be safe out there. Thank you. You as well. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed for the promotional exam. We're going to stay in touch.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely.
0: I'll shoot you my number over uh, mm. LinkedIn and we'll talk. All right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Listen, if you ever need any, uh,
1: uh uh, another invite to the podcast i'm definitely happy to help man
0: i appreciate i appreciate you thank you thank you buddy later all see. all right all right family i hope you enjoyed this episode everyone i interview i've chosen for you guys because of this story And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at davidleith1. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.